0: Good day everyone, I'm Vince Hawkins and I'm Bill Mulder and this is the Vince and Bill Podcast coming to you live on March 27th It is. March 27th. It is officially Palm Sunday. We are one week away from Easter Sunday where our church will be gathering together on the south hill side of our building there. We're going to get everyone together on Sunday out at 11 a.m. for a worship service. The weather's supposed to be great but...
1: Yeah, Just gonna it's going to be
0: good to see everyone. So.
1: It's going to be so awesome. And for anyone listening to the podcast, you could actually come out, stay in your car. We'll be broadcasting on a little local FM station that would allow you to enjoy the service uh, while uh, while still uh, being in your car. Uh, of course, the it's going to be a great time of music. Uh, we're gonna have a short communion service. It it's just going to be tremendous. You're not gonna wanna miss it. You're not gonna wanna miss it. Yes. And uh boy, I just feel sorry for anyone that might have missed the sermon today <laughs> entitled Good News
0: we It's a conflict. conflict. We got conflict. That's right. <laughs> I
1: personally was voting for Yo Mama's hungry. But uh, that didn't uh, that didn't quite make the uh, the the rota there. But uh Vince, uh, you know, once again, you know, you're kind of walking us through uh these these relatively turbulent moments in uh church history. I mean, so much is at stake. Uh as you as you made a great point, and I want to talk about this for a little bit, you said anytime you gather people, you're gonna have conflict. And I think this is important because you've devoted uh the last you know year, maybe even year and a half of your life of really getting your your, uh, your sleeves rolled up getting your hands dirty trying to figure out the best way to resolve conflict and so for you to make that statement to me I was like oh man I wonder if Vince just wants to kind of and here's why <laughs> people get into conflict uh, but uh, but we know it's true we know it's true that anytime you get a uh, especially a diverse group of people together that there's a good chance there's going to be conflict I think we all know that that is true but but i think i wanted to give you a chance to explain maybe why
0: yeah well you know and it's not just a diver- you're right a diverse group for sure but even homogeneous groups have conflict right i mean the, the some of the biggest fights i've had have been in my family true <laughs> so we see people that grew up in the same household they're not speaking to one another to this day so But it is, I mean, I think, you know, we talked about it, James said, it really comes from, we quarrel, we fight because we just have these desires inside of us. And it really is, it's interesting, God put those things inside of us for a reason. You know, we have these desires, but uh, we often lack the patience and the process of peace and self-control, you know me, and the gentleness and all of those things, the faithfulness that That really uh, allows us to be able to get these things in God's timing mm-hmm. get these things at an appropriate time, however you want to put it, so yeah, we have conflict because we want things, we desire things, and we want them when we want them and, that's right, you know, I think you know and, and so because we have these strong desires, we have these strong wants, um we assume often that people are kind of infringing on our our rights and our wants and our desires or people are trying to stop us from getting what we want. And so, yeah, we assume those things. And honestly, you know, my, 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 one of my professor, Mark Love at, at, uh, at Rochester college said the, he says, the, uh, the faster we go, the more we have to assume the faster we go, the more we have to assume. Mm, and so when we are good. just going so fast in life and we got so many things we want to get done, we just have to assume. We, we don't have time to stop and ask questions or be patient or back up or slow down. We just have to assume that everything's, you know, uh, we'll have to assume you're in my way. Or, That's right. Or, you know, we're driving fast. That person's clearly trying to stop me. or, Or maybe we're just assuming the other way that people are on board with what we're doing. And so slowing down and taking some time to be patient, we don't have time for that. Yeah.
1: And, and what a, what a, what a, what an important thing, because, uh, you know, as you were talking about it, it was sort of like when we confuse our wants Mm -hmm. with what we need (laughs) and then we're going, we're going fast and we start to make assumptions about motives and we start to make assumptions about, I love that you brought the other side of that corn that will coin that everyone's on board with what we're doing. Yeah you know, uh, boy, you're just going to have a collision. And you made some really astute observations about the scripture. Mm. You know, the first one that I really appreciated, it wasn't the widows complaining, at least not what we get from the text. I'm sure the widows pointed out the fact that, Hey, uh, was I supposed to get some food, (laughs) you know, but then someone kind of took it, took it to the next level by, by complaining and not that they shouldn't. Right. I think it should have been brought up right but it's amazing how in how we read this text yeah we we kind of hear a complaint <laughs> we kind of hear words like overlooked mm-hmm. and we just assumed that the 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 church is at the emotional heightened tension that we feel. That's right. You know, instead of letting the text just be the text. That's right. And I love how you kind of slowed it down, just like you were talking about. You started asking questions of the text, which, by the way, boys and girls, is excellent (laughs) Bible reading. There you go. Um, And as you made those observations, you really kind of pointed out that sometimes... Conflict is about how we respond to what we think Mm, they're actually doing. That's right. And you made a great point of that. I think about, uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe a third of the way through the sermon. Yeah. Um, I didn't actually hear clear points being made. I just heard good Bible study today, which I think everyone was, I was watching the chat and, you know, listening to you and the chat was just blowing up. Um, (laughs) And so so maybe you could speak to that about uh, our our tendency to assume things, even in the text, yeah. that are actually there.
0: Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. Something I really wanted to do, I didn't do today. and um, But I really wanted to talk, um, you know, uh, even talk about the widows and maybe how they might be feeling throughout all of mm. this. And because... You know, oftentimes what can get overlooked. Well, what might the widows have been feeling or thinking? How might they have perceived this, right? But you're right. What we often do is we go to the text, we place ourselves at some place in the narrative. <laughs> and if I was here, I'd be there. And it's usually not in. You know we place ourselves a one sided in the narrative we don't take the other side, okay, so what could the widow what could the grecian women what could they have been thinking of feeling, and what could the Hebraic women have been thinking of feeling and you know, were the Hebraic women were they because they're from that town, maybe they know more people. They're taking a little bit extra because they've got some people that they want to we don't know what's we really have going no on. Idea. We have no idea. So what we do is we assume <laughs> I mean, you know, Hebraic women, why do they eat more than the Grecian women? Well, were they eating more? What was really going on? Was it even food or money? There's so many things, but when you take your time and you step back, you can go, wow, there's a lot of space here. And really, is that really the real point of this passage anyway? Because this is dude named Stephen that God's introducing us to. Sue. That's right. You gotta go, you guys are wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's not the point of this passage. You know what I mean, it's uh, you know, now there's clearly a point to be made, uh, and I think it's really important. And it may just be as simple as, hey, if we can't eat together, <laughs> good lord, yeah. what a mess this is gonna be. Let's get this figured out. So it's a big deal. But it may not be as big of a deal as we make it. And we often approach the text, we place ourselves in a narrative where we want to and not necessarily where the spirit is moving or maybe yeah, where we need to. So it's good to look at it from those different uh Look at through those different lenses. Yeah, and uh, you know we went over
1: this passage in our Thursday morning uh, quiet time. We always mm-hmm. do a, a section ahead mm-hmm. of what the sermon's going to be, and it's uh, it was interesting because as this very dynamic, very insightful group was talking about it, they were talking about all sorts of discussions of culture and race sensitivity and things like that. And it, which was awesome. I mean, people were just talking about the active listening that mm-hmm. they've learned and how important that is and all that. And towards the end, I kind of go, you know, <laughs> this is about food. <laughs> That's exactly right. In fact, uh, all the things we've been talking about, I'm not sure this group even had a clue yes, exactly Like right. you guys are way smarter Than this group That's You know And I, I just had It was funny Because we just kind of Reminded ourselves And we all were laughing about yeah. it We were just like Wow We just had a serious case Of Jesus." We just read I mean. ourselves Right into that And we yeah. were lifting this group up For being so wise And handling <laughs> it And I was like going Hey buckle in man It's about to get racial Here in a minute This <laughs> right. group didn't even Learn its lesson yeah, You yeah. know uh they're making they're learning this as we're reading it you know yeah. it's it's news to them that's right and I think uh I think with that we are blessed to be able to see the the victory of their efforts mm. uh through the appointing of Stephen which right. I agree mm. this is the setup that's right and uh but I also am so grateful to Luke mm. that he includes the hurts yeah. The the internal struggle that yeah. goes with the out as the church outwardly expands, the tension internally also gets tested.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, 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 you know, again, this is a fairly large group. I think being able to address this now, hey, while we're all together, because, you know, the spirit knows, hey, you know, you guys are getting ready to go out and get scattered. So let me just tell you how you can deal with this food thing mm-hmm. and most things that come up as you go down the road. And it may not be always apples to apples, but there is a way to let the spirit move in the community. By the way, and really have something phenomenal happen. So it's it's you know it, it's a it's an interesting little section for sure. I just landed. I think it's a it's a it's an opportunity. This right. conflict presents an opportunity. I didn't say that today, but really, conflict is where crisis and opportunity meet, right? Mm-hmm. It, is, it is either a crisis or it's an opportunity. Unfortunately, when we read that text, we see a crisis. <gasps> and you know we're stunned, like, oh, my gosh. And so we sometimes... Trouble in paradise. That's yes, right. We And then we try to repli- replicate it in a way from a crisis standpoint instead of a, oh, okay, well, this is an opportunity to work on this. The spirit's moving so I just think you know, but but many of us are risk adverse, right? Amen. So we don't want to. We, we we want it to go away. We shoo the problem away. Stop talking about that. Move on. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, because we don't, we, we. I think one of the things we find in church is church folks have a lot of crisis, but they're the, almost sometimes we're sometimes the last to admit. We have a conflict. That's right. That's right. Uh, we like, you know, we say things like, well, if you use the Bible, then you wouldn't have any conflict. Yeah, there's never been any conflict around the Bible. <laughs> so, so we, it's yeah. interesting.
1: Seminaries would close if that was true. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. You and know, we
0: definitely wouldn't. Have, that's right. And a lot of churches would close. Right? So, we we, <laughs> we might have, not be a bad thing, that's but right. amen. we have lots of opportunities and lots of crisis. So, anyway, I just find this. It's interesting how I landed on conflict. I mean, you see it there, but I, I don't know. It's. I was telling my wife this morning. I think that, that sermon, in some ways, it really took off in a slightly different direction yeah. uh, than I had intended. And uh, but it was. I really enjoyed reading uh, through this passage this week, uh, studying it, and um, of course, this passage also gets. Brought up as the 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 uh, the initiation of the office of deacon, and um, which is also an interesting talk. Uh, That's as well, uh, really interesting. Yeah, yeah. because uh, I think you know, I mean, the, 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 there's there's some words around the nouns around in that passage, Greek nouns around that are used for deacon, but the verb deacon it does not appear here, right? And so, uh, so anyway, I, I just think you know. And it's interesting because we don't even have we don't really don't even have elders, you know, um, in that sense yet. That hasn't been introduced yet. Mm-mm. Um, so we know Phillips an evangelist, but that's not out not in the yet. public sphere yet. Exactly. So you're kinda going, I don't know, you know, and 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 so I'm just I did some reading this week. This may be just a one off thing. You know what I mean? We don't see this happening again. But you know, I find something fascinating that for this number of people, and you can you probably know better than I do about the number of people, but let's just say this group was 10, 15, 20,000 people. <laughs> they chose seven people to organize this thing, to get yeah. it. It's, it's crazy. It really points to how unified was this group to begin with, right? Right? What a powerful display of unity that seven guys stepped forward. And I'd like to think they each took a day, although that's probably not how it went. I don't know if there were seven stations or if they just were seven dudes. You take, you know, 3,000, I'll take three. I don't know how it went, but pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting that – and, boy, I tell you, commentaries love (laughs) to break this passage apart. Really? Oh, my gosh. You have – you have this correlation between the seven baskets that oh, Jesus yeah. right. that Jesus offered on the other side of the right. of of the of the lake there, and then you have like it's it's see the seven the the inclusion of all the That's nations. Right. Uh, right. uh, you have that kind of going in the background. The fact that they're all gr- uh, Greek names of Greek descent. In fact, one of them isn't even Jewish. What? <laughs> He's a convert convert to Judaism. This guy, and they're the ones, you know, you kind of see, okay, you have Jewish Galileans leading the thing. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden you have in this really secondary leadership role, something Mm -hmm. assigned. You have someone that's not Jewish, you know, kind of bought into Judaism, then bought into Jesus. He's now included with this seven with a bunch of Grecian names. So you have... All the Hebraic apostles, yeah, you know, being matched with all these uh, uh, Hellenistic Jews, Mm -hmm. and you almost kind of see it kind of leveling out. You have the 12 apostles, and you have the seven, the seven, uh, Hellenistic, you know, it's almost like see, just like the baskets, we got 12 for uh, Israel's side, and then we have seven for the other side, and so commentaries. Just think, Luke uses numbers to tell <laughs> to tell a story. Yeah. Um, I I personally think, like you, this was getting back to the heart of what makes this movement different than anything else in human history. Yeah. You have real people dealing with a real problem. Yeah. You know, and the problem of food. I love that you brought table fellowship in it because, mm-hmm. again, this if if we were to take away anything, it's Man, maybe we should all just eat together. That's true. You know, let's get into the most vulnerable, the most humble, the most uh, the most sacred space around
0: a table. Yeah. And let's make room for people. That's exactly right. Well, I mean, obviously we know that. I mean, right. So, you know, Jesus leaves us a meal for a reason, right? Boom. I think he leaves us a very simple little meal. It says, listen, do this in remembrance of me. And uh, what he wanted us to remember, I I came here to do a lot, to get a lot accomplished, but you guys got to love one another and you got to stay together. Amen. You've got to stay together. You've got to stay unified. And so the meal, it it really does. It breaks down a lot of barriers. You know, I mean, there's a lot of power in who you'll eat with and who you won't eat with, you know, and and, uh, what grosses you out. and so there's a lot of power in all of that. I think that man God is God is definitely doing something different. This scene here, it's it's saying there's going to be something different about this movement. It's not a power movement. It's not about, you know, influence. It's not about tradition. It's not about history. It's not about your righteousness, it's not about your whatever, cultural different, listen, something different and new is going to happen and you've got to, you guys are getting ready to scatter, you've got to take this with you, so yeah, the spirit was doing um, uh, continuing something, but also doing something new, and um, I think these guys, maybe they didn't have it all figured out, but I can only imagine being there amongst them, you had to feel like This is worth sticking around for. Yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I think as we seek to imitate, I mean, it's going to be pretty special when someone invites someone they barely know over to the house for a meal. That's right. Because it's saying, I trust you. That's right. I I believe that uh, you're not going to bring a virus with you. I, I believe that my home is safe for you to come into and to accept that invitation Mm. is going to mean more in the days to come. That's right. And so I think that we're, the fact that we as a church are kind of being led by the spirit to remember, to remove whatever barrier stops you from coming to the table, a Uh, table, at a meal, uh, to, to really make room for people, To seek after those that do feel overlooked, to invite them in, because I I think as uh, as we're discovering, small really is big. That's right. And Luke will never again mention numbers in the Book of Acts. That's right. You know, he'll he'll mention impact, large, uh, a great many. Right, uh, But never again will he mention numbers because, again, I think he also was writing to a Greek world. Yeah. The Greeks love numbers. And now he's just saying there is a certain posture. yeah, There is a certain spirit that has to work. And uh, I love the fact that in the sermon, uh, many times uh, you highlighted the fact that the spirit was leading every part of this situation. Which also says that if you sit down at the table with someone that you're in conflict with, Mm. You gotta trust that the Holy Spirit's gonna do his thing.
0: That's right. That's very true. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, we we talked about it. I was able to throw in a little active listening. And um mm-hmm. I just say to you, if you listen out if you, you know, if you missed the sermon or not, but I really do want to encourage our church, you know, man, we we went through seven weeks of of uh conflict, you know, peacemaking training, and one of the parts of that was active listening. And I know it's awkward. To listen to someone and make sure you've heard what they're saying by repeating it back to them and kind of making space for them to correct you and that whole process. And the fact that it's awkward and difficult and that you are at least embracing the reality that, hey, maybe I don't know the whole story, you know, and so, but... I think practicing that is really helpful. I think learning to do that, not Mm -hmm. just with one another, but it's what we've got to do as we go out into the community, into the world. We've got to be able to listen to people and meet them where they're at. Not necessarily agree, but I want to make sure I hear where you're at and what you're saying. And I think in that way, oftentimes when people feel heard, it does break down some barriers. Amen. And you listen to people and of course you feed them a meal You sit down for table fellowship. It is amazing the level of influence we can have as Christians. Amen. Influence people toward Jesus, the ultimate Prince of Peace. Not toward ourselves, right? So anyway, I think there's just uh, opportunity galore. But hey, we'll have more conflict. God willing, we'll get more opportunity to practice. (laughs) The church certainly has more conflict of course, if you all you need to look any further than the letters, there's lots of conflict. Yes, so. yes, indeed. Amen.
1: And uh, and again, I just want to encourage you. If you haven't listened to the sermon, you have to listen to it. It is uh, it is a great example of just great Bible study. And honestly, Vince, I I you could tell you did love this passage. <laughs> there was uh there was some real zip, some heart. It was you 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 treated it with so much respect and it was just an absolute joy to listen to the sermon and so do yourself a favor listen to that sermon uh it, it it has something for you everyone that heard it today was was moved was convicted was inspired and I really do think uh, that that is going to be an important template moving forward, especially when we get into dicier topics. Yes, uh, that are coming, and the church is going to be even more divided than it was at this moment. And they're going to overcome it though, Amen. in almost the same exact way.
0: I appreciate that, brother. Appreciate it. It's always good. You know, I, I, I'm be, I'm becoming a better student of the Bible because I have a great student of the Bible as my partner in you. Hey. So I really Jeez. appreciate that. You know, you, you are a great student. And I feel like uh, you, 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 call, you inspire me to, uh, and call me higher. So, Amen. Well, anyway, that's the
1: purpose of this podcast is for Vince and I yes, to right. build each other we up. We feel really good about ourselves. We don't know what you got
0: out of it. Anyway, it's good to be with you guys today. Guys, I'm Vince. And I'm Bill. And uh, thank you for tuning in. Good day. Good day.